It's time for. So you'll take the higher road, and I'll take the low road, and I'll be in Scotland the forty. But me and my true love will never meet again on the bonny, bonny banks of Loch Lomond. Joe, do you think I get enough respect for this job? Probably not. Who's not respecting me? I don't know. I feel like every job deserves a little more respect. That's true. I agree as well. I am a highly respected individual in the radio community. Mm. Just ask at least four of my parents that <laughs> whether or not I am a respected person. And all four of them, of course, will say no. So then you go to my friends. You ask my friends if I'm a respected person in the radio business. And they'll say no as well. Yeah. Um. I actually don't know anybody who's going to say I'm a respected uh, radio DJ. Every every time I go to a meeting, whether it's the school board meeting or even the city council here, sometimes Pine County a little bit, uh, I always have people talk to me about the morning show and how well, much they enjoy listening. And I appreciate those people. Those people, <laughs> I'll never I'll never be able to thank them enough, Joe, because those four people are yeah. the, the only thing hold no. I just, I appreciate, you know, the people that respect what I do for a living because a lot of people think this is an easy job, which of course it is for me Mm. (laughs) because I'm so talented, Joe. But for some people, you put them in front of a mic, they're going to make a fool of themselves or everybody thinks they're more interesting than what they are. Even I think I'm more interesting than what I am, but the thing is I'm still interesting. It's just, I think I'm more interesting than what I am. Let's think about jobs over the years and how they've kind of gone from respected to disrespected. Can you think of any job that in the past was a respected job and now it would be kind of like, oh, people look down a little bit on those jobs. I'll give you a couple of different ones here just to get the brain's juice flowing. Number one was critics. Do you remember when critics used to be a thing? You got, what, Siskel and Ebert? It used to be like, Siskel and Ebert, give it two thumbs up. Do you remember that, Joe, or was that before that your was time? Slightly before my time. It was kind of before my time a little but bit. But it's too, funny but. because like Robert Ebert's name is still used as a critic like site. Mm-hmm. And it's he's been dead for a while. Is Siskel still the one that's alive then? I have no idea. Because I, I remember like one of them dying. That's about I think that's it was about Roger. I, I think it was Roger Ebert. And uh this article says, you know, critics were Kind of highly regarded back in the print days, and then now pretty much every idiot can comment on oh. every single thing, and absolutely, yeah. it's it's pretty much everybody's worthless because everybody gets an opinion on it. Yeah, it comes down to more, in my opinion, uh, the fact like how well you can articulate thoughts in like a actually well thought out and well constructed mm-hmm. way. Because critics still exist. It's not like like. No one's clamoring to the newsstand to pick up a Rolling Stone to read whatever like dude wants to think of whatever rock album is coming out now. Um, we because we have a million blogs and other sites, so it's just more it's it's shifted. Yeah, but the problem is it's really tough to find the good critics. Yes, out of the billions of garbage critics I mean, out there. I'm a big fan of Ian Cohen's writing. He writes for Pitchfork. Um, he shouted out my band in his podcast. Uh, he's a really cool critic. I have no idea what it's okay. information he, is. He talks about bands you would make fun of me for listening. So, well, I'm going to make fun of you regardless. It's so that true. really doesn't matter. Now, let's let's deviate from the list here. The first thing I think of right away, um, the garbage man. 
The garbage man, I think, used to be a, back in the day was a. I would say in the fifties and sixties, the garbage people were highly respected. I don't think that's a true. You don't statement. think so? You think they've always been disrespected? Pro- I've always respected. My, I mean, so have I. Like I, have, I, I don't. I'm not because we're not fools. No, we're like it's a job that someone needs to do, and I mm-hmm. respect someone who wants to wake up early and drive a truck on cold mornings to pick up my stuff. What about janitors? I respect janitors. Well, yeah, I'm not asking if yeah, you no. respect janitors. There's not going to be a job that I come up with. You're going to be like, well, their job is worthless. I don't know. You might. Politician. But <laughs> you, like, there's not going to be. Yeah. Like, because we respect all jobs. And that's why, like I said, I've, I've always. But I've always seen like gar like, like those are like the jobs people shame you to like go to college for was like growing up when like. That's true. That was like in like, the early 2000s or late yeah. 90s where they're like, well, if you don't go to college, you're going to become the garbage man or a janitor. Or it's like, like, like if make you, more than I did. Yeah, I know. Or like the if you don't go to college, get a good job. You'll be a trucker. And you're like, why not? Why wouldn't I want to be a trucker? Yeah, make get, it. They make money and they get to drive around the country and make an absolute bank right now. Like, yeah, why not? I and I you have jobs and I, I call it my humble job. That's delivering pizza, Joe. I was telling a coworker there yesterday who who does who delivers pizza for a living, which is is fine because right now, I mean, you're probably making anywhere between twenty to thirty dollars an hour. Yeah, delivering pizza, which is. Actually, pretty good. Not bad. It's livable, yeah. especially in our area. It's not super expensive. It's a little expensive. We Chisago areas, of course, have become kind of the richer areas now because everybody started moving to White Bear Lake, and then all of a sudden everybody started moving to Forest Lake, and now it's expanding out to uh, Central Lakes. And it's like, oh, Chisago Lakes, excuse me. I hate Central Lakes. Um, it was a college we played in college. Um, and so, like, things are more expensive, but still, 20 and 30 bucks an hour, you can live in our area relatively mm-hmm. okay. Not great. But I was talking to him, and I was like, you know, I, I keep this job at uh, the pizza place, one, because I like to have the spending money, and two, because it's, it's a humbling job to for let you know that you're not better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. It's like, because, you know, me and the ego with the radio station. Yes. I, of course, think I'm better than everybody else because I'm working a job that nobody else is working. I mean, I could compare myself, I guess, to Robin on Nice 95.5, but don't bother listening there. Just listen to me. Uh, but I could comp- that's, but that's about it. That's my only competition in the area at this job. Where So I think I'm pretty highly of myself because I got nobody else to compare myself to. Whereas the pizza, like delivery, like, you know, I'm delivering to people. And when I go up to somebody's house, like, hey, aren't you Josh or whatever? I see you at all the school stuff or whatever, and you do have that radio show. And I'm like, yeah. Here's your pizza. Thanks. <laughs> and it's it just reminds it reminds me that like, you know, I'm not better than all these people like that deliver mm-hmm. pizza or deliver my food or wash my dishes cuz I'm at the pizza place delivering pizza and washing dishes. Yeah. And I think everybody needs a job that humbles them every once in a while. And I I would say that job had its fluctuations between respected and disrespected. I would say in the early years, I don't know if the pizza delivery person got that much respect. I don't think they did either. And that's so, why it's, well, it's called- a service job because it was like mm-hmm. it, most service jobs are like, uh, oh, go to again. It's the go to college. You're not flipping burgers. And then they're like, oh, would, like when we had like everyone was praising service mm-hmm. industry people because they were heroes. And then we're back to, oh, you deserve to live because you flip burgers. And you're like, mm. I think it's because think about a lot of times they say delivery boy. Yeah. Which I'm a delivery man, Joe. And I think like it. You got to be at least eighteen to deliver. By the way, to drive yeah. a drive a vehicle and deliver pizza, so you're at least a man legally. 
And I just I I kind of I feel like a lot of those uh, people that deliver with me don't get enough respect. Now, I agree. Some of them don't deserve it. But because, I mean, how many times are you going to forget the sauces in the bag? Like, our job is not that hard. We, I, like, everybody makes mistakes. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, like, you put the, you look at the list of items you're supposed to bring to the place. You put all the items in the bag and you deliver all the items. And then when you're, when you hand the items to the customer, what I always do is I take the bag and I flip it upside down. That way, if there's anything left in it, it's going to fall on the ground, and then I can, like, it's going to be like sauces or something like that. And that way, you can't forget anything. Uh, this article says travel agents. Um, I don't know, though. Sometimes travel agents can get you pretty good deals on stuff. It depends. I think Duvall's mother-in-law is a travel agent, and um, she usually hooks it up pretty good deals. It kind of just depends. I mean, if you're just going to fly and then fly back, then you probably don't need a... Uh, travel agent but if you're gonna like stay at a bunch of places then you might need a travel agent still uh three chef chefs i feel like chefs are getting more respect nowadays than they always seem to be like like chefs always kind of like the especially with the when anthony bourdain was like really popular mm-hmm. kind of made it like an outlaw kind of figure because they're yeah. like the dude who did all but they have all work. the chef shows and stuff yeah. like that so when somebody says you're a chef usually they think oh yeah a philosopher uh, I mean, maybe in the BC days. I mean, there's some, like, I mean, with podcasting and, like, talk radio, philosophers are still, like, relatively... 95% of them are garbage. Absolute garbage. You have to take a lot of that stuff with some sort of grain of, grain of salt. I get the last one out of this one that actually I agree with. Um, models. Models was a job that if somebody said, like, oh, I'm a model, you'd have been like, holy cow, that's uh, that's awesome. That's super impressed. Impressive, and now the term model has really kind of um, been watered down. Yeah, because everybody's like, "Oh, I'm a model." I've been there. Like, they post what videos of themselves or photos of themselves, and yeah, they might have an advertiser or two on their stuff, but at the same time, they're not. I I don't want to belittle them, but they're not models. Models in the sense of what I would consider a model. That's well, because you have an old media. Yeah, view I'm an of old things. media. Yeah, you you're right. You That's got me there, welcome Joe. Welcome to the way things are. I mean, models are still a, it's a hard job. You have to maintain a certain body type and look a certain way and do X Y. To be a good model, yeah, yeah, maybe. But for a lot of people, they just post pictures of themselves being attractive, which of course I can do that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I then consider a, themselves a model. I mean, most jobs nowadays, you can like, and especially when it comes to like this type of like fluffier media, you could just be like, well, I can start my own thing and call myself a radio DJ or a TV host or whatever. It, it doesn't may, mean you're good at it. doesn't mean it actually, true. it doesn't mean. I think, I think we see that stuff with podcasts all the time. Like my podcast that's on uh, mm-hmm. Q Media Group's uh, thing. Mm-hmm. It's not good. Don't bother listening to it. It's I mean, just it's, me talking. It's the morning show. It's just the again. morning show. So don't waste don't waste your time on uh, it. But if you want to listen to it, I guess. I mean, how many radio people have you heard though? And you're like, why do you have a show? Like, oh, all of them. I don't think I don't think podcasting sometimes. means like it just means things are more accessible. Yeah, but the same with models, I guess. Uh, it's just everybody's got a camera. Where back in the day, you had to go to all these professional places to get a camera. Mm-hmm. I think my sister at age like fourteen it. did like that. You know how they like try to scam you into like paying for photos? Yeah. 
You know what I'm talking about? Where they're like, hey, we're doing this modeling thing. If you want to become a model, yeah, take, and get, you pay two hundred dollars for like headshots taken, and they don't call you back. Yeah, and you never hear about it. Yeah, my sister did that. In the classic. Joe, thanks for stopping on by. I respect your job as a news person, which actually I would say. Here in the past couple of years, people have been disrespecting the news people. I would say certain ones for good reason. Yes, but some not. And that one is you, Joe. It's time for, I'm not saying it's okay, but I understand. Those ladies love outlaws like babies. Loves Game day, Gilman. Let me paint a scenario for you. Let me paint some real quick. You go to take a bite of uh, some chicken. Let's say you got a piece of chicken. And it... Um, I'm not feeling chicken today. Shoot. Ribs. Okay. All right. You got a, you got a, some ribs. You know what I'm saying? You yep. got some delicious ribs. And then um, you get them from some, let's say, some random barbecue place. You take a bite of them and you realize they didn't put any barbecue sauce on this. Wait, hold on. How wouldn't I be able to see that? I don't know. You're just a loser. Well, let's just say you 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 get home and then you notice that there's not barbecue sauce on it. Okay. Are you gonna survive? Yeah. You think so? I got barbecue sauce at home. Okay, but what what if it's not as good? It might not. It'll. It'll. The barbecue sauce at home will never be as good as the barbecue sauce you get from the place. But yeah. Which would kind of kind of ruin it, doesn't it? Nah, just no, just go a little lighter on the barbecue sauce. And a 36-year-old man in Houston named Andre Thomas went to a Dickie's barbecue pit location last month for takeout. He left and realized that they had shorted him on barbecue sauce. Now, barbecue sauce is a big deal in the barbecue business, my friend, and it does. I don't want to say it makes or breaks the meal. But it definitely brings it up next level, would you agree? Mm-hmm. He called to complain. The workers tried to resolve the issue. I guess I don't know how you how hard it would be to resolve the issue. You just give the guy more barbecue sauce. Yeah, but and, if he's calling, can't really give him more. Yeah, but he can come back and grab more sauce, yeah. and then you can give him like a couple dollar coupon or something. Or, well, I don't know, send somebody to bring him some barbecue sauce. Andre was not happy about it, so he went back. He threatened the employees, which, of course, is what you should always do, and said he was going to, quote, shoot up the place, end quote. Now, I'm not saying it's okay, Game Day Gilman. I'm just saying if I don't have the right amount of barbecue sauce, that I get pretty upset. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean. Probably not going to shoot up a place. And actually, I really don't get that upset about anything. I've had... You can mess up my food order about a billion times, and I'm not going to care. Um, yeah, I, I'm type, I'm not going to complain. I'll just eat it. There was one time, though, where I had gotten Chipotle, and they had accidentally given me the wrong person's order, which oh. most of the time I can kind of live with and be like, okay, whatever. I like all foods. But it was like a veggie, and like they had all the garbage stuff on there, and none of the good stuff. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him like, this is actually not edible by me. And you know me, I'm, I'm kind of a fat guy, Game Day Gilman. And if there's food in front of me, more than likely I'm going to eat it. So when it's something I even Josh was not willing to eat, that's probably a pretty good sign that um, you messed up. 
to some extent. And like mm. I said, I'm you know what? I'm not. I didn't go threaten to shoot up the place. Right. I just and actually they have a pretty nice complaint system with Chipotle or whatever on their app. Mm. It's just you click a. Hey, I got my they got my order wrong, and then it's like which order did they get wrong? Which item? And I'm like, oh, all of them. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you immediately get a refund. Like it just they just instantly refund you. Hmm. It's like, oh, okay, well, I got this food for free then. The problem is that time it was like it was completely unedible mm-hmm. to me. So I would have rather had my correct food than this food for free. Right. Andre went back to his car, waited around until the place closed, and the employees were leaving. Then followed them. Oh. And fired shots into their car. Jeez. One worker was hit, and the shot broke their arm. Fortunately, it sounds like they'll be okay, and nobody else was hit. How? How? How, Game Day Gilman? You know me, too. I get un- rationally upset. We've heard the quotes when we've been playing sports. You've heard them. Mm-hmm. You've heard me yell or have outbursts or just flip out. You've seen me go crazy, Game Day Gilman. But usually within about five seconds after me going crazy, I calm down, right? Yeah. I pretty pretty quickly. Cause I realize it's slow pitch softball and, or it's pickleball or it's volleyball. Um and or basketball. And I realize that like although it is life to me, it's not life to everybody else. So it's not really that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a big deal, but at the same time. But this guy had to go to his car and sit there for hours and still not think to himself. Hey, maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe I'm maybe I'm maybe I'm just taking it a little too far. Like I can't sit in a car for a couple hours waiting outside of a business, angry and doesn't calm down at some point. Right. It sounded like he even mentally escalated himself because he actually shot at the the people. Mm-hmm. It makes me concerned as a pizza delivery person on the side game day going. How many times have I forgotten somebody's barbecue sauce? I don't know. How many have you? I don't think I've ever done that before because I'm a perfectionist when it comes to stuff. I've forgotten sauce probably twice in my career. Oh. I didn't get shot either time. Well, that's that's good. But sometimes the kitchen people have to sauce the wings. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And what if? I don't know because I don't get to look at it because the box is closed when it gets handed to me. So what if they forgot to sauce it and then all of a sudden I got somebody trying to shoot at the place? Because of the sauce. Like, it's kind of scary. It's kind of scary to think about that there's people who can't sit out, can't, can't calm down in that amount of time. And I understand we all get carried away to some extent. I'm a more reasonable person than most, except for when it comes to sports. Sports I'm playing, not sports I'm watching. But if you, if somebody screws up your order and you can't calm down within like five minutes, I feel like that says a lot about what you need to do in life. Because like, don't get me wrong, when I when I get food from a place and then I'm driving away and I notice they forgot something or they screwed something up, mm-hmm. I I'm like, oh, that stinks. I'm right. upset about it. Now I'm not life changing upset, and more than li- and most of the time I honestly, <laughs> the anxiety of trying to go and return something and gets get your correct order is way more heavy than yeah, that's like crippling. Yeah. I, it's not crippling for me. I understand for some people it is. Um, for me, it's not crippling. It's just not worth it. 
I hate going into a place and saying, hey, I'm sorry, but you screwed up my order. Can I get the credit? I don't like doing that. I probably couldn't do it if my life depended on it. I bet you couldn't. And I had I have it with the returns. I can't go to like if I buy something from like Walmart, I cannot return it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just can't do returns. I'm not good at that stuff. It's not that big of a deal. People do it all the time. But I, I just can't do it. This guy took it to the next level. And like barbecue sauce is good, but it's not that good. So Deep breaths for everybody. If your order's screwed up or they're missing some sauces, just deep, couple deep breaths, call, and get your sauces. It's time for Are You a Serial Killer? I go out walking after midnight out in the Joe, I'm going to ask people of NASCAR real quickly to... Um, Change the radio station to nice 95.5 real quick. Yeah, you want them to take a real quick left turn away from WCMP. Yeah, for this next uh, thing I'm going to be talking about, and that is a study found traffic would be better if we just banned left turns. Um, I have a mild agreement with this, I think, but not outward. Well, you don't need to have a mild agreement. You can 100% no, agree no, no, no. with this because no. it, it's right. For specific situations, I think during any sort of congestion – of any area, there should be no left turns allowed. Like, well, they have that a lot of times in the cities where it says from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. no left turns. Nowhere near where I live do they have that. Really? No, that's, mm. that's part of the reason. Like, if I go Broadway into Northeast Minneapolis, no one knows exactly where I'm talking about. Yeah, the rich neighborhoods have that though, Joe. Okay, well, the thing is, I don't live in the suburbs, which aren't Minneapolis, um, and so I'll be stuck behind someone trying to make a left turn. I'm like, I want to be here for 20 minutes. Just go straight. Well, then live in the suburbs. Richer areas, Joe. Why would I want to live in the suburbs? A better signage? And I mean, it just makes sense. Why would I want to live somewhere soulless? <laughs> I don't know why that's soulless, but... Researchers used a bunch of algorithms to figure out the best way to keep traffic moving and prevent accidents, and the simulations found that traffic would be a lot smoother if we banned left turns at more intersections. It depends on the city you're in and the flow of traffic, but in general, the most efficient setups ban left turns near the middle of metropolitan areas and only allows them as you get further away from the city center. I mean, it like in the thing is when you're at a stoplight too and like you can't take a left turn because there's cars coming over and over and over Here, again from the other direction. Josh, I query you this. Uh, this is many a move I've seen while driving around my house. Mm-hmm. Um, pulling out into traffic and just hoping everybody stops for you. I mean, it's gutsy when you're not a famous radio DJ like I am. Like I like it's called like uh, what's the word on that? Um, not Noah. Who parted the Red Sea? Oh, uh, Moses. Moses. I call it a Moses. Yeah. Like when I pull out into traffic, everybody else stops, and the the because they're like, "It's Joshua." Everybody, back up. That's what happens when when I pull out into traffic because you know they see that my car and they know what it is. Um, that's not what happens. Um, I, I. How many cars do you get, Joe, when you're at an intersection and let's say? The traffic coming from the other direction is constant. Yeah. And you've got you've got a yield turn left arrow mm-hmm. type of thing. How many cars can pull out 
after the light like turns red. You know what I'm talking I about? I would say two, maybe two. three if Ooh. people are quickly. And depends on how much people have pulled into the intersection. Because legally, none of them can. No. You cannot legally pull into that intersection to take that left turn at all. But you see everybody do see, it. See, I was taught that in driver's ed that you can pull into the intersection to make a left turn. You think so? I was. That's what I was taught because I don't. That I wouldn't have. I wouldn't naturally do that. If you can, then it's only one car legally. Yeah. And I, don't get me wrong. I I do it. Like if you're like the le- like, and you're like you pull out there. If you're the one car trying to take a left yeah. turn, everybody's coming. You pull, and then the, when all of a sudden the other people get a yellowish or red, and you start to see them slow down, and then you go. Yeah. Because otherwise you'd be stuck there forever, type of thing. So you got to kind of do it. Um, I one time had that where I kind of pulled into the intersection. And I was the traffic never stopped, and then traffic from the other direction was about to start. I was like, "Oh, uh oh!" So then I put it in reverse to back up out of it because I didn't want to be sitting in the intersection. Did not realize there was a person doing the same thing behind me, and I I went right back into their car. Now it wasn't a bad damage on either of our vehicles, and we just went along with our lives because we both had pile of junkers. But still. It was one of those things where I was like, oh, well, cool. I should have just went now. Yeah. But you can't, you sh- you're not supposed, I don't think you're supposed to, and I don't think you're supposed to have multiple vehicles pull into that intersection. No, it's usually like one. So you think if they all go fast, three is okay. Three max. It's it's rare you can fit three, usually yeah, two. I was going to say two, and even the two is kind of, it's still greedy. Well, Honestly, I think the second person shouldn't be able to go. But also, uh, where I live, red lights are suggestions. Um you can still go if you feel like it. Well, that's what they say about four-way stops, Joe. If everybody else stops, you don't have to. It's true. Because if, if you just go and everybody else stops, then it, it probably will work out in the end. Um, I'm trying to think of... you know, And I'm not, I'm not complaining a bunch about school buses, but... Yeah. Man, I drive... On my drive home, I drive through North Branch. North Branch is always getting out of school as I'm driving through, and I have to stop for all these school buses. And then I get to Chisago, and they're letting all the kids out in school buses, so I have to stop for them. So I have to stop for multiple buses. I What bothers me most about anything while driving is when I'm taking a left turn, and the people behind me cannot wait, and they pass on the shoulder. You ever, you, have you had that happen before? You know what I'm talking about? Where they're passing on the shoulder on like the, in the turn lane that they're not supposed to? Yeah. That bothers. That irrational. Well, not ra- irrationally. People have died because of that. Yeah. Like, but... I would. It's still a little irrational. When I'm taking a left turn and the people behind me just can't wait, so they take the thing. Sometimes I just get that urge to just turn hard right, right into their vehicle, <laughs> because it's like I'm taking a left turn. It's going to take ten seconds. Yeah. Just slow your vehicle or it's down. Like the, wait, calm down. That or um, you know, over by the the I-35 entrance ramp, over by the station here, mm-hmm. people like to try and rush that out before you get to them. Yeah. And they like take it way too close, and I'm like, you know. My, I would probably get a new car if you decided if I didn't slow down for you. Yeah. It's like you just – and I get it. People are in a hurry. I know. People are trying to get places. Yeah. But unless you're actively dying and have to go to the hospital, just take a deep breath. <sighs> wait a full car length. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to be okay. Yes. You're going to survive. But, yeah, when people pass me on the shoulder when I'm taking a left turn, oh, that bugs me so much. Yeah. Because it's just so stupid. Like, you can wait 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. But if they're going to ban left turns, I'm in, man. I'll be done. I'll, I'll take the extra couple of right turns if I have to. I, I do have to – so I have to take a left turn to get onto my road and a left turn into my driveway. 
And I'm fully aware of how much I affect people on Chisago Boulevard when I take my left turn into my driveway because they always have to. So what I try to do is I illegally, if there's nobody's coming, I move into that left lane. Like I go into the wrong lane yeah. just so I can take that turn so people can continue their path because I'm a, I'm a nice person. Now, if there's people coming the other direction, I can't do it. And guess what? You guys are just going to wait. But I try to do that so that way people don't feel the need to try to pass me on the shoulder. But just wait. Yeah. Just wait a little bit longer. And should we ban left turns? Uh, if we do, I'm in. Yeah. I'm, I'm in for it. We can probably get rid of that. We don't have to worry about that in Pine City, obviously. But still, it still makes you wait. I think it doesn't even matter if it's not a metropolitan area. You're going to be waiting for left turns. So you heard it here first. We're on board. Let's ban left turns. And Joe, I will take a right turn and we will talk to you tomorrow. It's time for... Game Day Gilman, do you have any weird eating habits? I mean, I got a really bad sweet tooth. That explains the weight. <laughs> roast. Um, no, don't roast because you don't need to keep eating. <laughs> Game Day Gilman, I get to say all this stuff because I'm bigger than you. Mm. So I get to make these jokes. Like, it's it's an all good, it's all in good fun, as long as I'm laughing. But it's all in good fun because, you know, I'm a big guy. I eat more than you do, even though you have more of a sweet tooth than I do. Although I had one, and, you know, I've been, uh, I don't know, hold up. Ugh, I don't want to pull a muscle here. I've done a really great job of cutting down my sweets. That's good. Significantly. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm the greatest human being ever. Just saying top 10 that I was able to cut out the sweets like that. I had a couple of sweet things here this weekend. It was my nieces, niece-in-laws. Yeah, it's funny. You don't say the in-laws when it comes to like your nieces and nephews. Like I don't say niece-in-law, but really it is my niece-in-law. Like it's not, it's my wife's sister's kid. So it'd be niece-in-law. Now, I should post pictures about this because of I'm I'm proud. I'm proud of this. And this is a weird thing for me to be proud of. Oh, weird. Josh was proud of himself for something he did. Who could have guessed that? I made a balloon arch this weekend that was out of this world. And the reason it was out of this world is because it was like a galaxy theme thing. It was like a planets. And then like I took like, so you had like the, the circle circular balloon planets. Mm-hmm. And then you took the long silver balloons. You know, like the balloons clowns use to mm -hmm. like make balloon animals. And you take those, and they were silver, and you put it around the planet like it was a ring. Hmm. I'll show you a picture of it, Game Day Gilman, because I think I want everybody to be impressed. And everybody can be like, well, Joshua, you really didn't do everything. You had a little bit of help, and it was kind of a kid. Get off my back. I made a balloon arch. You make a balloon arch. Fight me about it. Man. But check this out. Look at that. Look at that balloon arch. And tell the audience what you think about that balloon arch. Looks pretty good. Pretty impressive, right? Yeah. Pretty dang impressive. Pretty impressive. I couldn't believe it. I sent pictures of this and, the, and all my friends were like, you didn't do that. Yeah, I did. Made a balloon arch. Now, you could be like, like, you can have criticisms about it. 
But it's it's pretty fantastic, right? Game day gentlemen, take a wild guess how much that balloon arch costs. Two hundred bucks. Oh, guessed high. Seventy five. Okay. It was seventy five dollars for all the materials. And it took three hours. Three hours with me and my um brother in law, I guess. We inflated all the balloons with uh, we had a pump, a car tire pump that I kind of made like an adjustment to the piece of plastic end, and I made it so it could fill balloons. I'm a, I'm a genius, right? We filled all those balloons in about an hour, and then you had to like assemble and like put it all together, and it looked pretty cool. And now I'm available for parties. For three hundred dollars, you can have your very own balloon arch, created by yours truly, Joshua Miran. It's one of those things where I see a chance and an opportunity to be gifted at something, and I just run with it. I saw this, um, there was this old radio DJ um, that tries to do like an online stream thing now, and uh, he wanted to try boxing out. And now you don't, boxing is probably not one of those sports you should really try. Just, you're like, if you think like, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try boxing. Mm. Unless you're Joshua Miron and the size of me and just an absolute unit, you probably should stick out. I watched the video of this radio DJ, which you know radio DJs are not probably notoriously known for their athletic ability. I would say they're usually the opposite. Mm -hmm. And just watching this dude just get absolutely destroyed in the boxing ring was quite enjoyable because it gave me an opportunity to look at some things and be like, you know... If I'm if I'm able to look at this thing and be like, oh, I'm not going to be good at it, well, then I accept the fact I'm not going to be good at it. But I have yet to find something I'm not good at is the thing, Game Day Gilman. Right. I created a balloon. If you would have looked me in the eye, if you would have saw that balloon arch that you just did in the photo, and you asked yourself, if somebody asked you, could Josh make that, what would you say? I don't know. Probably not. There's a, there's a lot of women in this office that would say there's no way... Joshua could have created that balloon arch the way it is. It's just, I pick something up, Game Day Gilman, and I'm good at it. Some other radio DJs just aren't, like boxing. Now, here's a question for you, Game Day Gilman. Could I be a boxer? Do you think I could box? Yeah. You think so? I think I'm a little bit of glass jaw. I do not like getting punched in the face, believe but it or I, not. But I, I think that would work in your advantage. You think I just... You don't get, he doesn't get mad. He's getting angry. Yeah. Like that type of thing. That's possible. Start going full on rage. I remember in law enforcement training, you had hand to hand combat. Mm -hmm. And I got pulled off of the instructor after I just started just going haywire because he, he got me in the jaw. And of course, I got upset by <laughs> getting punched in the jaw, believe it or not. For some people, they get upset by that. So I just started going crazy. Just swinging left and right, pinned him up against the wall and just started kneeing, punching and everything like that. And they had to pull me off of him. And that was the moment I realized that I, I can't be a cop because mm. I clearly have no control over my anger once I get hit in the jaw. So you're right. Maybe I would be great at boxing. There's very few things I'm not good at. And the balloon arch thing was just another one of those things I did not expect to be good at. I didn't expect to be able to do this. Now, granted, like I said, it was a kit, so it's not like I created this whole thing from scratch and like came up with the idea and just made it. But it's just, the kit was like $75. And like with my skills and my ability to put it together now, 
I have a $300 marketable item. You got a kid's first birthday coming up? You want a balloon arch for it? <laughs> I got you. 300 bucks. That's it. That's that's a steal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you know how I know it's a steal? Because I would have gladly paid $300 for somebody else to do it. I would have... I, I, I let my wife boss me around here this weekend on Saturday. Because once again, it was my niece's um, first birthday. And my sister-in-law is very nice. She laughs at all my jokes. Mm. So she's instantly my favorite. Right. Because there's not a lot of people out there that laugh at Josh Ramiron's jokes, all of them. So I get a lot of pity laughs from her and just regularly laughs. So I'm going to do a lot to help her out. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to make the first birthday special. So I was washing all the dishes for all the cakes that they were making. I was doing pretty much... I was doing everything I was told, Game Day Gilman. And you know Josh Ramiron doesn't like to be told (laughs) anything, right? Oh, yeah. One of my biggest pet peeves is being told to do something. I just, I hate it. I hate being told what to do on anything. So I, for, but for a full day, I didn't make it about Joshua Miron. I just went and I did. So now today is my opportunity to brag about how good Joshua Miron was. And that's what it was with the balloons. Like balloon arches are, they're not as complex as you guys think. It's really not that hard. They look good. And for three hundred dollars, Josh, I, I haven't come up with a name yet. I wasn't even planning on talking about this. We were supposed to talk about food this segment, but then it just—I got a chance to talk about myself, and you know me. I'm not going to turn that down. I haven't come up with a name for my balloon company yet. Like Miron's balloons, no uh, balloon arches. Like I probably could come up with something. Uh, pure talent balloons. I'm trying to come up with like something arch related. Mm-hmm. I think that would be pretty cool as well. I also learned how to decorate cookies pretty well hmm. and then make cakes too. Interesting. I'm thinking, Game Day Gilman, when you got a kid's, when's your next kid's birthday? Saturday. This Saturday? Yep. I'm busy. Um, but if, if I wasn't busy and I had no friends, I could make some, ki- some cookies for you, man. <laughs> You want you? I know you can't afford the seventy-five dollars for the balloon arch, or the three hundred dollar fee that I of course charge. Where's it being held at? Just uh, Jordan's place. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. What t- <laughs> what time does it start? Uh, it starts at three. Hmm. I could try to bake some cookies. <laughs> I could. I could make a cake. I bet I could make the wife make a cake. I bet you would love that. Have you guys already bought a cake yet? Nope. You going to make one? Uh, no. Hmm. Hmm. 